Hi, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another fantastic, outstanding, best thing that'll happen in your day episode of Craft Beer Bucket List. We are rocking out Season 2, Episode 20, bringing you so many reasons to just have a great day, mostly because it involves beer. What do you think, Mike? Beer is good. I love beer. You love beer. Beer is good. It's a song I made up for just you. Wow. I I feel special in more ways, Mike, than you could ever know. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, we've got three really good beers. I, I say that. I'm not sure. I think they're good. I hope they're good. We've been told they're good. Together, we're going to share Bean There, Brown That, from Southern Grist. And this is a recommendation from a good friend of yours, Hoppy Hayes. Then you're going to follow it up with DS1, an Imperial Milk Stout from Scorched Earth. And I'm going to round out mine with a Oatmeal Stout, with an Oatmeal Stout. Angus shoot from bike rack out of Bittenville. Um, and as you would say, I'm going to beat you to it. It's a solid lineup. That sounds rock solid, Mike. Like, rock you know, solid. this episode is going to air, you know, mid November. So we've got some beers that are speaking to the season. I love that. Yeah. You know, I love this time of year. It's got all the dark beer. Yes. So I, th- I think it. I need to go ahead and crack my beer because I am thirsty. Do it. Go first. All right. Hold on to me. All right. You ready? One and two and one, two, three. How'd that sound? Like the gift that keeps on giving. Hmm. It was kind of a hard one to pop. It's like a little stiff. You know what I'm saying? Normally it's kind of boom. This one was kind of like, no, I don't want to do it. Let's see what I get here. You ready for this, Mike? That was pretty good. It had a a lot more punch at the beginning and kind of fizzled out at the end. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if you noticed this. You know, with the the headset on, you know, my headphones, I don't really hear my beer when it cracks. Like, when it comes through the mic on the other side, it always sounds fantastic, but... Mine always feel like they fall flat no matter what I do. When I listen to the replay and post when I'm editing, it's like, dude, they both sounded fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm probably yeah. yeah, I'm the same way. I got I got my headphones on, so uh, you're probably exactly right. I, I you sounded really good. It just that the front had the better pop. Gotcha. So anyway, I'm not trying to downplay yours. It's, it's, it's quality, quality pop the top there. It sounded like you're being a bully, Mike. I don't like that. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> two things. Number one, I don't like bullying. I don't want to do that. Number two, I would never bully you. Right. No, that's same. Like, I, I have no room in my life for bullies. I absolutely hate that. And I, I would challenge you to a simo wrestling match. I would, because you know I'm going to lose. We've talked about that. <laughs> I just like bringing it up every now and then. No, it's all good. 
So I want to bring up how delicious his beer is, though, Mike. Have you drank any yet? I have. This so this the, the bean there brown that is a uh, brown ale uh, brewed with vanilla and lactose. Um, and so on the website it says finding the perfect balance of roasty and a touch of sweetness. Bean there brown that makes the ideal companion to get comfy on the couch with. Um, dude, it is pretty darn silky taste, and it that vanilla comes through. It, uh, really nicely. No, it does. Um, it's like one of those. It's not. I'll say it's not expected because you read the can. It's like okay, uh, but you get exactly what it says. You know, it's it's kind of fun to drink. Now this is a really good beer. Um, so this is the first beer I've ever had from Southern Grist. And I got to tell you, impressed. I mean, it tastes it tastes good. It's it's like really, you know, for for what it's got in it. So it's you know you kind of get that, that cocoa-y, uh, cinnamony sweetness, um, like a kind of like a hot cocoa ish, um, but it tastes so crisp and clean as it's going around, um. And you know you get those you get those little spurts of vanilla here and there. I guess is the best way to say it. But man, I'm telling you, it it is such a clean drink as far as overall. It this is well done. I mean, what are you feeling over there? Um, happy. <laughs> no, so I'm I just, feeling uh, good. And so I just got, you know, put a big swig of this in my mouth and just kind of let it sit for a minute. You know, just kind of let my my taste bros just go through all the flavors that are in this. And it, I always feel weird saying this, but it, the mouth, it just feels good at being in my mouth. The mouthfeel is just like, it's not too carbonated. You know, sometimes you get some of the, you know, we call it big box beers, whatever. And uh, there's so much carbonation. It just feels weird sometimes leaving it in your mouth. I don't like it. But this is just so creamy and silky, and there's so so many great flavors that are all just kind of come out on their own. Uh, it's it's nice. It's kind of like a breakfast beer, if you will. I don't expect a brown ale to be like that, but I'm with you. It's got some some coffee notes, the uh, sweet vanilla, some chocolate, and some like wintertime spices, maybe some cinnamon. You know, allspice, maybe nutmeg, uh, just some some of those things. They're all just in there, and it's so nice. So I've got to say, when I when I put it in my mouth and I just kind of let it sit there, it kind of tastes a little bit like when you're smoking a cigar. Like it's got that tobacco-y charness when I just like kind of let it sit there. You you know what I'm saying? I do. I like it. I mean, you know, I like a good cigar too, but I like, I like the flavors it's got from the, the, when you bring it from the front of the tongue to the back, it's got a different, it hit, you know, it hits differently and it has those different flavors that come out. Um, you know, it's, it's got that, like I said, that, that charry, um, cigar type flavors that leaves around, um, you know, and I t- what do you get when you smell it? 
Yeah, let me double check. Because I'm getting a little bit of, like, I feel like it smells a little bit like a cold brew coffee. Yeah, a little bit. I get definitely more uh, a coffee aroma uh, out of that. I don't pick out a lot of the other flavors, but it definitely smells like uh, like one of those coffees you buy at the gas station in a can, like an energy drink, kind of sweet, but still has the coffee in there with it. Yeah. That's what I get anyway. No, absolutely. I, so I've got to say, I really like this. I, I like the... Like what I'll say is the simple complexity of it, um, right? So I think it's got some different things going on, but they're and they're and they're very uh, specific. But you know, it's also pretty simple and straightforward as far as the taste and the beer goes. Uh, and I know that doesn't make a whole lot of sense when I say it out loud, but I know it's I know what I'm thinking in my head is is I like it. I, I like the fact that it's got all these things going on. But when you drink it, it's pretty straightforward. It tastes really nice from the front to the back. It's a very clean drinking beer. Um, you know, I, I like the, the roastiness and I like the carbonation. I think they're both on point. Um, I'm, interested in this, I'm interested to hear what you're going to do as far as a rating goes and um, food pairing. And before you do that, I just want to remind everybody, this is uh, being there, brown that. It's a... Lactose Brown L from Southern Grist Brewing. And you can check them out on social media at Southern Grist Brewing. It's a 5.4% ABV beer. Tastes really good. So tell me what you'd rate it. And then what are we looking at for a food pairing from your eyes? Yeah, so I'm going to give this one a really high score, Mike. Um, Easy 9 out of 10 for me. I like it that much. Um, And for all the reasons we just talked about, just a fantastic beer. Very complex, easy to drink, and it makes me want to go find a comfy couch to just chill in. Like the one I have in my living room downstairs. It's hella comfy. All right. So so what about a food pairing? A food pairing, like, no joke, dude, for me, this is a a long weekend beer, right? And if I'm taking a Friday off of work, like after I drop my kid off at school, I might come home and uh, drink a couple of these and just have a couple, not a couple, I'm too old for that, but like a, a single, just massive cinnamon roll. Um, I would totally just go go the breakfast, super sugary, bad for my health route, <laughs> and uh, maybe have a side of bacon with it because, yeah, massive cinnamon roll and a side of bacon. Yeah, so I was kind of thinking in a similar fashion, um, uh, chicken and waffles. Um, oh yeah. Right. And so I'd go with chicken and waffles. I think it'd complement the beer. Um, I'm with you. I'm going to give this beer a nine out of 10 as well. Um, I really like it. I like a lot of what it does. So the one thing that besides, you know, I think, you know, the beer is great. I think the can art leaves a lot to be desired (laughs) and it's, Sometimes I like simplicity. I think the can art, as far as the title of the beer goes, is pretty simplistic, but the background is just overly busy for what it is. So I'm going to, that's, that's where I'm going to say, you know, if I was going to give a critique of any part of this beer, it's actually going to be the can art. Um, I think that there's uh, a lot of room for improvement. 
but uh, overall, I, th- I think it's a really good beer, man. Really good beer. Right. And I'm with you on the can art. It's not my favorite, but I got to tell you, I, you know, we had Hoppy Hayes on a couple weeks ago, and uh, she mentioned that, you know, her first job in the industry was in Nashville. And I was in Nashville not long ago on business. And so I reached out to her online. I'm like, hey, um, Lindsay, I'm in Nashville. Can you point me to a handful of good breweries to visit while I'm here? I've got like three days. You know, give me the top ones I should visit because there's a good number in the Nashville area. And uh, so, of course, Southern Grist. Um, and she, that's, that was her first job in Nashville in the beer industry. So I went there. And uh, the tap room is a cl- cool little spot. They have two spots in Nashville. I went to the, to the OG. Uh, and like I said, the tap room is closed due to COVID, uh, but you can go in and buy their merch and get some beers to go. And they have a nice display um, of all the beers that they have in cans. And a lot of them have some really cool can art, right? So, so kudos to them for original artwork, but my eyes were drawn back to this one because it didn't look as cool as the other ones. So So you were drawn to the one that was the boringest? That's a word. Yeah, the most boring. Just the brown and the the big bold white letters that says "been," you know, being there, done that, or brown that, and my it drew my eye to it because it didn't really fit in. And I was like, you know what? I like brown ale. I'm just going to grab one of these. I, I say one. I grabbed a four pack of them, and I'm really kind of glad that I did. No, I, I mean I'm glad you did too because you hooked me up with one. I I'll say this. I I, I know. I mean, it's a play on words, right? Um, but I kind of like how they stretch that from, you know, been there, done that to being there, brown that. So I think that works out really well. I think it's, a, it's you know, for a lack of better words, it's a very cute name for a beer and it works out because it's a really, really matches the beer. And I think it's, you know, right on. So I'll, I'll follow it up with that as well. But we both gave it a nine out of 10. That's a pretty darn uh, good score. Uh, yes, it is. So, I mean, and- Shout out again to Hoppy Hayes for giving me this recommendation. I certainly appreciate it. I scored big time. And uh, we gave a new beer a huge rating. So thank you. Thank you, friend. Well, there we are. I'm going to take my last drink and a one and a two and a one, two, three. So, Mike, while you're chugging that down, I've got a question for you, buddy. Do you think you can handle that after you uh, swallow that down? Yep. Mike. And a one. And a two. And a one, two, three. Wow, he wasted no time. That sounded pretty good, didn't it? That sounded fantastic, Mike. Yeah. So what's up? So uh, was that your oatmeal stout, the Angus Shoot from Bike Rack Brewing out of Bentonville, Arkansas? That's my in-between beer. I'm about to drink this real quick, shotgun it, and have the oatmeal stout. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow! Mike called an audible here. No, I'm kidding. It's my a... it's my oatmeal stat. I'm just I'm just joshing. <laughs> it's like okay. It's like <laughs> totally surprised me there. I, one of these days I should do that. Be like, actually, no, hold on, and just boom, nail it. And just wow, you should really do that. It's it's entertaining. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I've got I've got this um, oatmeal stout. It's from Bike Rack Brewing out of Bentonville, Arkansas, home of Walmart. Uh, not associated. Um, anyway, it's called Angus Shoot. It is a 6% oatmeal stout. 
it's uh so I, I'm not making this up. This is something that they had on their website about the beer. It says in this medium bodied stout, we use chocolate roasted in black malts, which give a slight coffee flavor brewed with Chinook and cascade hops. This beer's well-balanced hop profile and smooth finish are sure to warm you up in cold weather. So, you know, when I, when I smell the beer, I kind of get, I can kind of get that, that roasty coffiness to it. Um, but I don't, I don't say it's very strong. It's, you know, it's very light. So, um, right. but, I, but I need another drink before I comment on the taste. Sure. While you're doing that, Mike, I'm going to crack mine open. Do it. Man, this is a battle today with the Kraken. I mean, that was good. The Kraken. So, this one's got, I mean, this is, I mean, it's a good stout. Um, You know, with the beer we just had, I think that's a hard beer to follow. So, I got to give me a second before I really think about some of it. But it's, um, it's very, my my beer is very roasty. Like, you know, it's got that, it's the, the, the coffee roastiness. Uh, is pretty strong throughout the flavor, um, and it, it, it's it's got a dry finish. Um, the hops, you know, and, and I'm not uh, a hop head by any means, but the hops are a little bit confusing me because I get like an earthy, woody, grainy type, but then it comes back up and it has a little bit of grassiness to it. So I, I got to let my tongue settle down here and really think about it. What about your beer? How's it going over there? Um, I dove in to a pile of pancakes. Oh, really? When I took my first drink of beer and pancakes that are just doused in real maple syrup. So tell us about the beer you're drinking. You didn't tell the the active audience what they're what they're looking for or what they should. Um, no, you're right. So I'm drinking uh, the DS1 Imperial Milk Stout from Scorched Earth Brewing, and uh, like wow, um, I did not expect so much maple syrup to come from a beer can. Like I think I could pour this beer on my pancakes and be okay with that. And you're, you're, you're a guy that likes his pancakes, right? Uh, anyone that knows me knows I've got a soft spot. Well, a lot of me is a soft spot. But in my heart, Mike, <laughs> I have a soft spot for oh, pancakes. Um, and so, like, most weekends, I make pancakes for my daughter. You know, she just turned seven a few weeks ago. But that's, like, a big deal at her house. And I got to put food coloring in it and sprinkles in hers. Hell, I put sprinkles in mine sometimes because it's fun. So, hmm. um, but, uh, you know, so my household, we are spoiled to real maple syrup. Uh, you know, I traveled back and forth to Maine for a couple of years, uh, for work and every trip I would come back with maple syrup for Maine or blueberry maple syrup. And we stacked up on it. Uh, and I have a coworker that lives in Connecticut and I get maple syrup from uh, his neighbor who owns a maple orchard and gets fresh maple syrup. 
So we get nothing but New England maple syrup in my house here in Oklahoma. And this beer tastes like that. Spoiled rotten. Yes. Hey, I admit it, dude. Or you were y'all always be all down with the ramen noodles and craft mac and cheese, but I like some bougie <laughs> stuff too, man. I'm not gonna lie. We all we all want the finer things in life. Yeah. If you can get it, why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I don't have that kind of that distinction of stuff going. This is a pretty, pretty straightforward oatmeal stout. I think it's a, um, you know, it's a little bit more hop forward than I would think most oatmeal stats would be. Um, so I, I would think this is a good oatmeal stout, oatmeal stout, for fans of IPAs. Um, right. You know, it's it's got. Uh, I do think that the the wood. Um, like the firewood type taste comes on uh, toward the end, the roastiness up front or the roasty and smokiness um, up front. Um, it finishes pretty dry, which is, you know, I don't think, you know, the, the beer we had before this was definitely not in that wheelhouse, but this, this does finish super dry. Um, I think, you know, if you're, if you like oatmeal stouts, this is a really solid one. Um, I'm not going to say that this is anything super special. Um, so I think if you're looking for something unique, um, this is not going to be it. This is, again, it's a straightforward oatmeal stout. It's very good. It's just something I would buy again. Um, I do think it's great. I, I think this would go great by a, a small backyard fire. You know, like you've got a couple of logs on, sitting in your Adirondack chair, having a beer. This could be the beer. Uh, especially this yeah. is, this is definitely a, if you, if you wear a hoodie while you're drinking this beer, you've kind of maxed out how cool you are. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Right. Um, I come, I come up with nuggets of wisdom every, every, every once in a while. Um, I'm going to give this beer a seven and a half to eight. I'll go ahead and say eight out of 10. I think it's a solid beer. There's not anything super special about it. So I think it, you know, to re reach those upper echelons, I think you got to really step up the game. But still, eight out of ten, super solid beer, um, and I think what I would pair with this and uh, something that I think also goes well by a backyard fire is beef jerky. Oh yeah. So uh, and and that's what I'm gonna stick to. I'm gonna stick to an eight out of ten. I think it goes well. Beef jerky, a backyard fire, and a nice comfortable hoodie sweatshirt. Oh, that that sounds like such a good time. So, yeah. So, so Mike, you, you have, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I guess I'm say, Oh, we'll go with the random stuff. I was, uh, we'll talk about the beer after. I want to hear something random. Oh, you said beef jerky, Mike. <laughs> oh, it's so random. So, oh, so dumb. Um, so, I was, I've got another road trip coming up in a couple of weeks for work. And uh, I'm taking my family with me on this trip. And we sure. have a thing with making our own beef jerky before we take a road trip. So last night, Mike, I was using my mandolin slicer to get those perfect slices of thin beef to put in our dehydrator. And I messed around and I lopped off a huge chunk of my right pinky in my mandolin slicer. Oh, man. That's... Oh. That makes me, ugh. 
Yeah, no fun. Um, gives me the heebie-jeebies hearing it. It it gave me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Where'd my pinky go? Yeah, so most of my um, the vast majority of my fingers still here. It didn't go down to the bone, but I lost a good chunk of fingernail and a good chunk of flesh to go with it. Um, but you know, I was a volunteer firefighter and a medic first responder, you know, earlier in my life. And so I, I dealt with it, cleaned it up, got a bandage. Okay. I didn't see a need to go to the doctor for that, but it reminded me of a time, Mike, where you <laughs> and I were together and I foolishly did something to take a chunk out of my left index finger or my, yeah, my left index finger, my left thumb. And I think we were 20, maybe 21. And I was having a New Year's Eve party at my house. This is a few short years ago. That was actually at my apartment in prior Oklahoma. If any of our listeners have any idea what tiny little town that is in the northeast corner of the state. Um, but no surprise, we were making hot wings. Hold on. Prior, a town for all seasons. A town for all seasons. <laughs> I'm only laughing because those are like the cheesiest signs you see at the north and south entrance, <laughs> like the little brick thing in the picture, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. So, town for all seasons on it. Oh my! I'm all, I'm all about uh, communities having like a theme, right? So I think it helps with like tourism and community pride and all that. I just remember driving through there and it said a town for all seasons. I'm like, what does that even mean? It's like the 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 new Oklahoma tagline. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Terrible. Terrible branding. It is. I, I agree. But no, it's. I feel like when they said that, it's like, hey, guys, we're literally going to be here on the map. Summer, spring, fall, and winter. No matter what, we're going to be here, guys. Be prepared. Yeah. I mean, anyway, so you were cutting up hot wings. But anyway, yeah, so I was cutting up hot wings. And, uh, you know, like the little nubbin on the end of the wings, it's no good for anything. So you whack it off, throw it in the trash. I remember I was, I was doing that and I had my cleaver going to work and my girlfriend at the time had this little puppy. And, uh, while I was doing that, when you were doing something in the kitchen, I was chopping the wings, getting ready to go. And this dog came up and bit my pants leg and it distracted me as I was coming with my downswing to chop the wings. I turned around to look at the dog, and my, my knife came down. It went into my index finger and my thumb, and I squelched. And I was like, oh, God, Mike, I just cut my fingers off, and I was flipping out. And he turned and looked at me like I was an idiot. And you're like, Ray, you're being a pansy, dude. You need to chill out. I'm like, Mike, I just cut my fingers off. I was just convinced because I heard the pop of it hit the cutting board, and it hurt. And this dog was still chewing my legs. I was freaking out. <laughs> and uh, I remember I looked at it and it was bad, you know, I mean, nothing to require stitches, but I had a good slash on, on both fingers there. Yeah. And, uh, but you kind of made fun of me for a while that night because I way overreacted. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, it's all good, dude. I mean, it, it happens now, uh, but in the moment, you know, it's like, you think it's this huge tragedy, like, Oh no. And then in reality, once you calm down, it's like, Oh gosh, I am embarrassed now. <laughs> well uh two things number one i'm sorry uh i'm retroactively sorry uh that i made you feel bad two uh i'm sorry that you cut your finger this time or your pinky um but i'll come back to now that i've apologized for both i was hoping you'd share your beef jerky oh absolutely dude i'd love to 
because you know I'm going to see you on my way back to to Nashville. Yeah. So I'm going back there again. So. Yeah. Yeah, happy to share it. And you did make me feel bad. It's like I overreacted, whatever. You know what I mean? I think you're just more telling me to calm down and to man up than anything. But we're in our early 20s. We probably said a lot of mean things. So I know I did. I was kind of a jerk at that age. I think, But it's part of like, you know, when you're young, uh, when you're young and you're a guy, part of that uh, friendship that, with you know, being bros or whatever you want to call it is part of it. It's just being ruthless to each other. And that's kind of how you show in a weird way, you show you care, you know, like, like quit being a pansy, uh, you know, F you or F, you know, whatever. I mean, <laughs> and, right. and, and I, I don't know how to describe it in a, in a different, in a weird, odd, crazy way. That's how you show you care for each other, you know? Um, so anyway, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, so let's get obviously, let's, yeah. you know, 20 years yeah. later, we still yeah. do it. It's yeah, just, uh, it's just different. <laughs> I remember I, so my friend, uh, Charles was coming to see me, uh, when I was living in Kentucky, he was coming out to my house and he called me and said, I'm on my way. I'm like, actually I'm on my way home too. So I'll meet you there. So like, um, I'm driving down the road and I see him and, uh, he's in his Jeep and I see him and I flip him the bird. And just about that time I flipped him the bird, I realized his son is sitting next to him in the car seats. Oh no. And, uh, so when he got out, I, I was like, oh, man. And then when he got out, he goes, yeah, my son was asking about why you flipped me off. And I had to tell him, like, sometimes that's what friends do. <laughs> and I was just like, that is the truest thing. Like, I, I you know, <laughs> it's like, golly. Anyway. Uh, that's just being real. As inappropriate as it may be, and I'm making the little, you know, quote symbols in the air of my fingers right now as I say that. It's uh, it's reality, dude. It, it's yeah. it's kind of how it is. Yeah. Well, so anyway, tell us about your beer, man. Let's get back to the beers. You've, oh, you've got this Imperial yeah. Milk Stout um, from Scorched Earth Brewing. Um, it's 10.4% ABV. Um, you said it's got a strong maple syrupy flavor to it? Uh, it It's bursting. As soon as I cracked the can, it was like I poured maple syrup in my lap. It was just like, just boom. Uh, which I didn't expect. I knew it was going to have some. You know, I mean, it's, it's on the can. You know, we did our homework a little bit, and so we, we kind of have an idea of what's in it, what it might taste like. Um, but in said homework, I learned that they put 200 pounds of Vermont maple syrup from Butternut Mountain Farm, not a paid endorsement. I'm just reading this from their website. And I'm like, 200 pounds of syrup in a batch? Uh, I'm not that's a brewer, not, but to me, that sounds like a lot. That sounds ridiculously a lot, but carry on. And I can only imagine what that does to the hardware, right? Uh, where the beer's made, it's like, dude, if they have to clean that out for a different kind of beer, that's got to be a lot of work. I, I, you know, but I'm a fan of these people that'll go these extra links to make something that's unique and flavorful and uh, tastes good, and all you know, all that kind of stuff. So, right? No, it's it's yeah. totally worth it. Um, where for an imperial stout, there's just some certain things you look for, right? Yeah. Now, like you said, this is kind of high ABV, not the highest I've ever had for an imperial stout, but 10.4% ABV, so it's up there. Um, the syrup really, for me, overrides the coffee that I expect to get in some of those, you know, burnt or charred flavors, uh, which I enjoy. 
um, from an Imperial Stout. Where it drowns it out, though, it, for at least for me and my taste, bros, it's not too much. Yeah, um, I'm still getting some like maybe some dark caramel, uh, or maybe some toffee. One or the other. I don't know about both. A uh, little bit of chocolate, um, and maybe maybe a hint of vanilla. Like maybe it was an afterthought. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, but if I leave this beer sit in my mouth for a while, I really get. That's where I get the the dark coffee notes. If I leave it sit there for a while, and then I get an aftertaste of that. But that is not what punches you in the tongue when you first take this in. Huh. So I don't think this beer would speak to an Imperial Stout traditionalist at all. Like, I think they would hate this beer, honestly. Because it is so sweet up front and has that super sweet maple syrup smell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for the traditionalists, I could see them scoring this really low on beer advocate or, um, untapped something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so, but I like it. This isn't going to be an everyday drink for me, but this is kind of fun to put down right now. Well, Hey, and and I, and I, I talk to a variety of people about beer and I, I say this a lot, you know, like there, there is a big difference in what. Um, beer connoisseurs like uh, whether they are into IPAs, stouts, or lagers, or whatever it may be, they're, you know they've got very specific things they're looking for, and they've and it's got a you know a different refined palate, and that's all fine. But there's a big difference between you know what those folks look for and how they look at beer and rate beer versus what I call your next door neighbor that you know may drink a uh, big beer, may drink craft beer, but in general, it's just drinking beer every now and then and just wants a good taste in beer. Right. right? Absolutely. And so, you know, something like this, you know, well, like you said, maybe a, a, somebody who's a, a stout connoisseur may look for some certain things. Uh, the person next door is going to ha- say, Hey, this is kind of really good. It's got maple in it and you know, whatever. So, uh, and I think that there's, I think they're both valid, Right. So, uh, so anyway, that's, that's my, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. No, I'm with you, man. And I, I tell you, I got to give a quick shout out to our friend, beer, babe, Jess. Um, she turned me onto this beer. And so thank you, Jess, for getting this to me. I appreciate it. This is, uh, you are, you are three for three for amazing beers right now. Uh, so yeah, yeah you're getting all those beer influencer love. I. I know. I, th- I think it's people have pity for me, Mike. They're like, oh, he's a nice guy, but no one likes him. I'll send him a beer. <laughs> See, that, that craft beer love, dude, I tell you. Um, a lot of good people in this community, and they look out for folks like me, Mike. Somebody, somebody's got to do the hard work. Somebody, I know, right? And, of course, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not looking for a pity party or anything like that. I, I digress. <laughs> That's I'm exactly what it sounded like, though. Yeah, I, it is. It's exactly what it sounded like. Like, you know what? No, I need to stop because I'm only. Who, who sang that song, um, Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me, that country song from the 90s? Is it. Uh, oh, man. Terry Clark. On the tip of my tongue. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah. man, super tall. You know, I didn't think she was that tall until I saw her in concert. And, uh, you know, I'm a tall, I'm 6'5. And she wasn't as tall as me, but I bet she was like 5'11, maybe six feet tall. Huh. And I didn't expect that. Not that it matters, but I was like, dang, girl, you are tall. Well, 
uh, and I don't, I haven't thought about this person in a long time. Uh, but I always thought she was pretty cute. Um, but I, I didn't know she was tall. Yeah. Huh. Definitely a tall individual. So how you, how tall do you think she is? I would guess 5'11", maybe six feet. All right. I'm going to Google it up over. Google it. Yeah, do that. So while you're doing that, Mike, I'm going to give you 5'11". Oh, nailed it. Yeah. Wow. She's Canadian. I don't think I, if I did know that, I don't remember. Yeah. You know, she was yep. really popular about the time I whacked my fingers with a knife and you told me to grow up. <laughs> uh, Shania Twain oh, also man. in Canada. They're producing some uh, solidly good-looking country female artists because I'm looking at pictures of her and I'm like, I can see why I was interested. I mean, yeah. uh, she's also aged like wine, man. So, uh, anyway. Oh, that's that's a good thing. Good no, for absolutely. her, man. I bet, she, I bet she drinks craft beer. Uh, I'm gonna say she would drink a bike rack. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> hey, you never know. Apparently, craft beer is the the 2020 fountain of youth. That's, <laughs> right. That's, that's what I've been well, told. I tell you, I'm, I'm looking through pictures of her, and and I know you like you look at J Lo and Shakira and all this other stuff, and and these people look amazing for their age. But Terry Clark, if you're listening, you're not. But if you are, uh, well done. <laughs> I mean, she's, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, I mean, you got to give kudos where it's, where it's due. Oh yeah. Cause you know, like they, you know, like JLo and Shakira, they were on the Super Bowl halftime show this year. And I don't care what people say. Those girls have to work hard to stay in shape, to dance like that. Yeah. No, if I dance for 15 seconds, I'm like, all right, y'all, I need a break done. No, I've got nothing but mad respect for them. Yeah, they put in a lot of effort, dude. Imagine that's why they age so well, just because they yeah. work hard. Goodness. Good for them. Good for them. So but I'm going to circle back to my beer again, Mike. Sorry. I, sorry, I have to do that. Uh, but I would give this an 8 out of 10. Um, like It's a yummy beer. Like, I'm enjoying it, but it's not one I'm, I'm going to drink a lot of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's definitely fun. I, I'm enjoying it. But it's not one of those beers like, oh, man, I can't wait to have this again. I don't think it spoke to me on that level. So if if it was something I wanted on the regular, I'd easily give this a nine, eight and a half for sure, maybe a nine. But it's it's fun and funky enough where it's like maybe once a year, you know, if I'm feeling froggy. Yeah. Um, But I'm kind of going to steal your thunder from uh, our first beer. And because of what it is, I think I want some chicken and waffles. Dude, really? I, I am. Because I already went straight to breakfast with my last beer, but because this has so much syrup in it, dude, um, I don't really know what else to pair with it, but something that has some savory to go with it in its own little bit of syrup. Okay. So, like, what other, I mean, other than, like, dipping your bacon or, or sausage in syrup, but I already brought up bacon. <laughs> I don't want to go double bacon on craft beer bucket list. I think that people expect a little bit more out of us than that. Uh, you can you can choose whatever you want, man. I'm just giving you a hard yeah. time because I'm a bully. <laughs> yeah, Mike, we need to talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> remind me to give you my lunch money later, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good old days. Right? 
Oh, man. So, but yeah, you know, I would say Nashville. What I didn't get this beer in Nashville, but I was thinking like some hot chicken, which we've talked about on here before. But no, the hot chicken would not go with this beer. Not not for me and my taste bros anyway. Yeah. But chicken and waffles, dude, you get the right spot. Like from Roscoe's in Los Angeles. Yeah. Mercy. So, so what are you going to rate this beer overall? Uh, eight. Eight out of ten. That's what I thought, man. Yeah, All man. Right. So, so uh, I, know, I know we're kind of running up against time here, so I want to kind of wrap this up for everybody. Um, you, you know, sound like it's a good beer, so uh, eight out of ten sounds really deserving. Um, you ready to close this shop up? I think so. All right. Uh, so, everybody, to kind of recap, the beer that I tried by myself was Angus Shoot. It's an oatmeal stout from Bike Rack Brewing out of Bentonville. And you can find them at Bike Rack Brewing across the social medias. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I thought it was a solid beer. Ray had Scorched Earth Brewing, their Maple Imperial Stout. Uh, it's called the DS1. He gave it an 8 out of 10. Solid beer. Um, thought it tasted fantastic. Thought it tasted like some maple syrup being poured straight into his mouth. And then our first beer we had, which is our uh, co-drinking beer, the beer we both had at the same time, at the same uh, instance. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. It's the, We shared the, it. Yeah, we shared it. It's the Bean There Brown That by Southern Grist Brewing. It's a lactose brown ale uh, brewed with vanilla and lactose. Um, it was really good. That was our beer of the night. Uh, we both gave it a 9 out of 10. Um, dude, overall, I know we say it's a solid lineup, but I think the numbers speak for themselves. This was a solid, solid lineup. lineup. Yeah, dude. Uh, I want to say thank you for sharing this time with me, Big Ray, and I'll let you take it out with the outro. Will do. So thank you, everybody, so much for listening to us. And this, this is something I've never brought up before, but if you, our audience, want to buy us a beer, we have the opportunity for you to do that. Visit anchor.fm slash list. Visit our page and click on the support button and uh, you can throw us some cashola and we'll buy a beer and give you a shout out. And if you have a specific beer you'd like us to try, we'll absolutely look it up and see what we can do to get that to us so we can talk about it and review it on our podcast. In the meantime, look in the description of this podcast for the social medias of the breweries and the beers that we tried tonight. And you can look for ours as well. We're at Craft Beer Bucket List on the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please... Please, please, if you listen to us on Apple, Google, Stitcher, or Spotify, give us that five-star rating. Drop us a review there as well. We love to read those. And as always, don't drink and drive, but do drink local, and we'll see you on the next episode. Adios!